faithwire.com. The government may have abandoned Americans trapped in Afghanistan, but former special forces are rallying to get the job done. Today is Friday, September 24th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. That is what we do here. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're here Monday through Friday. As always, we'd love to have you join us as we go through the news of the week. Yes. Joining me, as always, Trey Gons Phillips from faithwire.com with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Happy Friday to you, sir. I know. Happy Friday. And I can't believe we're like at the end of September almost. I, September um, went by in a blink. It did. Like I thought August went by fast, but September <laughs> went by even quicker. But coming up on the podcast today, we're going to talk about a woman with Down syndrome who is vowing to keep fighting after a judge in the UK ruled, unfortunately, against mm. her pro-life lawsuit. Uh, but she's keeping her spirits up, which is encouraging. Uh, we'll also talk about Denzel Washington talking about his faith uh, and the responsibility that men have in our culture, which is something that doesn't get a whole lot of attention because mm. it's a bit of a... Bit of a controversial hot topic these days, <laughs> yes. uh, even though it shouldn't be. Right. Uh, then uh, we can all breathe a sigh of relief, Dan, uh, because okay. the Oregon Health Authority has said that it's now okay for dating couples uh, to kiss each other again. Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know, what? in Oregon, they were encouraging couples to not kiss one another. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been a really hard year for the couples in Oregon. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Wow, that's a. I didn't know that everyone in Oregon was waiting to waiting for the government to tell them if they could if they could uh, engage in a smooch or not. I didn't know that that was a thing. But uh, yeah, big news. All right, Oregon. I mean, r- run as fast as you can if you live in Oregon. Just saying. <laughs> All right, story number one: Americans and Afghans who helped uh, America while we were in the war against uh, the Taliban. They were shockingly left behind. As the Taliban took over, thanks to the botched withdrawal by the U.S., well, retired Special Forces members are picking up the slack, and they're still doing what they can to save lives. Here's three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. Chad Robichow, a former Force Recon Marine and Afghanistan veteran, he's been working to help rescue those left behind. He spoke to CBN's Chris Mitchell in an interview and said... I believe the level of desperation is even worse now with the U.S. troops there, uh, without the U.S. troops there. He said, without any exit, people are hiding, they're on the run. The Taliban's actually going door to door, doing executions. He said, we have videos where they're going and grabbing people and stuffing them in trunks of cars and driving them off to execution sites. He said, I can imagine the -the on-the-ground panic there is even worse than what it was during those evacuation days. Yeah, I mean, you feel alone now. Um, and so when the U.S. announced its pullout, Robichow, they, he joined other retired Special Forces members to form something called Save Our Allies. And he says they've rescued more than 12,000 U.S. citizens and Afghan allies during the whole chaotic weeks before the U.S. military's final flight out. And so he said the good news is that we're still being successful in evacuations. Not in the big numbers that we were, but we're still getting 100 to 200 people out per day. So good good news there that people are still, there are still uh, options and there's a, still a glimmer of hope for people trapped in Afghanistan because of the efforts yeah. of people like Robichow uh, and others. So number two on this one, the White House 
and the State Department, they put the number at the U.S. citizens left behind at about 100 or a couple hundred, if you might recall that. But Robichaud is saying that that math doesn't add up. Here's what he said. He said, the truth is, it's not a few hundred. He said, I say it's about a few thousand. My guess, at least 5,000. And people were saying that's overestimating. But if you go back and listen to the Senate hearing, those numbers are about what the Senate hearing had concluded, over 5,000. Whatever the number, U.S. citizens are in danger. And Free Burma, Rangers founder Dave Eubank is also uh, outside the border of Afghanistan. He's helping people who are fleeing. Um, he said the Taliban are hunting people down right now, and they're trying to get all the names of anyone they can perceive as an enemy. He said a lot of them are hiding from Taliban. They're scared. They don't know what to do, uh, and they feel abandoned by our country that has a responsibility to help them. So number three, why does it matter? Well, I mean, the media kind of wants to move on from this, it seems, Trey. It just doesn't seem like yeah. it's, it's a big story in the media right now. Uh, even though you have these incredible stories happening, these rescue efforts, um, and so it just seems like they want to move on from the whole Afghanistan story. But again, there's people trapped in amazing things going on. So we're going to continue to highlight that as long as it's going on. And we would just encourage everyone, of course, as always, just to continue to pray because it's tragic what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head the other day when you were talking about um, the distraction techniques yeah. uh, that the Biden administration has used, like, OK, everything's going south in Afghanistan. So, you know, right around then, he and Biden announces the, the COVID vaccine mandate. Uh, so, you know, I think it was an attempt to let me shift the news cycle completely away. Uh, and the reporters, they kind of they bought the you know they 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 took that bait uh, and yeah. they've they've switched away from Afghanistan. And I think another unfortunate factor here is that you know the leading people who are helping, whether it's Eubank or it's Glenn Beck, obviously, these are people that the media generally is is not favorable towards. Yeah, They're not right. big fans uh, of a lot of the charities, a lot of the Christian organizations, uh, a lot of the conservative leaning uh, nonprofits, you know, whatever that are doing a lot of this just incredible, incredible work on the ground. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you know Faithwire, CBN, that we're continuing to cover it uh, because it's important for believers you know, not only to pray, but to know what to pray for. Uh, and when we share these stories, we kind of give people specifics on, you know, this is specifically something that you can be praying for. These are names of, of the people who are working. These are the numbers of people that are trying to get out uh, and all of that. So uh, it's definitely encouraging to hear these stories coming out, even if they're not getting uh, widespread attention. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, story number two. Uh, a 26-year-old woman with Down syndrome is vowing to keep on fighting after judges in the United Kingdom dismissed her case. She was challenging a pro-abortion law that allowed women or that allows women to terminate their pregnancies up until birth if prenatal testing shows the unborn baby will likely have Down syndrome. Uh, so here are three things you need to know. We'll start, number one, with the details. So Heidi Crowder, uh, that's the young woman's name, she was joined by a child with Down syndrome and 33-year-old uh, Mary Lee Wilson, who has a son with Down syndrome. Uh, the three of them filed a lawsuit against the Department of Health and Social Care, arguing the Abortion Act is discriminatory and in violation of the European Convention on human rights. Uh, Crowder spoke out yesterday outside the courthouse, and I'll say she has a strong uh, British accent and there's a lot of ambient noise, so it'll be difficult maybe to understand her, but we'll, we'll recap some of her comments after the clip. The government might not think... You're okay. It discriminates. It's, it's against me, but I'm telling you that I do feel discriminated against. 
and the verdict doesn't change how I, as thousands in the Dalton community feel. We face discrimination every day in schools, in the workplace and in the society. Thanks to the verdict, the judges have upheld discrimination in the womb too. This is a very sad day, but I will keep on fighting. When Wilberforce wanted to change the law on slavery, he didn't give up. Even when events didn't always go his way. And when the going got tough, he kept going. And I'm going to do the same because I want to see changing the law to stop babies like me and the gorgeous Aiden being aborted up to birth because it's downright discrimination. So she said that she clearly feels discriminated against uh, by these laws. And she said at the end, uh, William Wilberforce wanted to change the law on slavery, and he didn't give up even when events didn't go his way. He was always, uh, when the tough got going, he kept going. Uh, and he, you know, she said she's going to do the same because she wants to see the law change to stop babies like me, she said, from being aborted up to birth because it's downright discrimination. Uh, then the other woman on the case uh, or on the lawsuit, Leah Wilson, uh, during an interview with the BBC, she recalled the horror of facing repeated prodding from doctors who she said over and over and over encouraged her to abort her son. Uh, she told the outlet, outlet that she was even asked if she wanted to terminate her pregnancy two days before her son Aiden was born. Uh, she said, I've got two boys and I love that I love and value equally. Uh, and this judgment effectively says my two boys aren't viewed as equals in the eyes of the law, which just is incredibly wrong. Uh, we will keep fighting and keep showing how wonderful our lives are with our amazing children, friends, and family who happen to have an extra chromosome. Uh, so number two, this reminds me, Dan, of the report in 2017 uh, from CBS News that claimed Iceland had eliminated Down yeah. syndrome. Uh, you know, the government there claimed they were successfully eradicating the genetic disorder from their country. Uh, but when you read the article, the truth is that nearly 100% of the women in Iceland have been aborting their children after receiving prenatal testing, showing their unborn babies would likely have Down syndrome. And at the time, actor Patricia Heaton, she's Catholic and is, is outspokenly pro-life, uh, she spoke out against the report and said, Iceland isn't actually eliminating Down syndrome. They're just killing everybody who has it. Uh, and said there's a big difference between the two. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just sorry to interrupt, but I mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. like if you, it, like, let's say you, you because you don't really know, there's no, you can't predict Down syndrome when, it, when it's coming. So there's no way, it's not like it's some, you know, you can give it a vaccine or something and like get rid of a Down syndrome. So this would, I think this would be yeah. akin to saying, you know what, we have eradicated tornadoes. But then really <laughs> all they've done is like, just set off a bunch of nuclear bombs in the in Tornado Alley and just like decimated the ground so there's a big canyon there and then, right. right like yeah. you hey no more tornadoes like well no you just kind of destroyed the earth there and you know it's so it's ridiculous I mean you can't you can't stop Down syndrome I mean yeah I mean it, it's you wonder if these people are listening to themselves yeah yeah no I, it it just seems like uh, we've in this conversation, particularly in the media, we've completely, and I know I've said this before, we've just completely separated the facts of what abortion is uh, from the actual procedure of abortion. So we just talk about abortion yeah. as if it's just this this routine, regular medical procedure that people go go you know go out and seek all the time, which is true that people do go out and seek it all the time, and it has become routine. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you are not literally still killing a human 
life. Right. And we just, we don't talk about that enough. And I think it, it desensitizes people to it. That's why CBS ran the story the way they did saying, Oh, Iceland's eliminated down syndrome through abortion. <laughs> it's like, Okay, it's like if we just lined up all of our our criminals uh, that were in prison and we just killed all of them. We well, eliminated we eliminated crime. <laughs> There's no crime anymore. Right. Like, no, you just killed everybody who's committed right. a crime. No uh, more men. So... We've got rid of all the men. We just we eradicated <laughs> men from the planet. We just abort every male that that comes into the uh, womb there. So Yeah, so I, I'm with you. I'm not certain that they really are even aware of of what words what the words are that are coming out of their mouths um but anyway uh number three why does it matter Uh, obviously as christians we value all human life from conception to natural death Uh, but it seems particularly egregious um like we were just talking about dan uh, to set up a different standard uh for babies who might have a genetic disorder Mm. Uh, you know, that's like that mother who said she has two sons and one who has Down syndrome and one uh, who is what she would call a neurotypical child. Uh, and she says, I see them equally. I love them equally. They're both just as much my sons, but the government doesn't see them that way. Mm-hmm. One is less than human uh, and, and the other one is fully human. Um, so as Christians, we just obviously we need to stand up for life, but we also need to stand up for this. This It's just discrimination, like plainly uh, discrimination that's leading obviously to awful, awful forms of persecution through abortion. Yeah. Yeah, very sad to see. So let's let's keep praying because that I mean it is honestly call it like it is. It's a demonic mindset, and you just their eyes are just closed, you know. And we yeah. just got to pray for God to open them up. So yeah. All right, story number three: Denzel Washington speaking out about his faith again. And uh, here's three things you need to know. Starting with number one: the details. Academy Award-winning actor Denzel Washington told a men's conference in Orlando, Florida over the weekend. He talked about what God's been telling him to do, and interestingly, it doesn't have anything to do with the entertainment industry. So um, he said these things. He was speaking at something called the Better Man event, which is hosted by a church called First Baptist in Orlando. And he kind of talked about what he felt God was steering him towards and telling him, and he said... At 66 years old, getting ready to be 67, just buried my mom. He said, I made a promise to her and to God, not just to do good the right way, but but to honor my mother and my father by the way I live my life and the rest of my days on this earth. I'm here to serve, to help, to provide, uh, he said. And it was a half an hour interview on stage. He also said he hears God telling him what he should be doing every time he prays. He said, in every prayer, all I hear is feed my sheep. That's what God wants me to do. Uh, He said he admitted to the audience that his response is, what's that mean? But he went on to explain what I found out in the last couple of years is that there are all kinds of sheep. So that's why I talk to experienced shepherds to help guide me. So obviously someone really considering his faith there, Trey, Um, you know, more than just just giving a shout out to God, which is a lot of times what we hear from, you know, from famous people. So uh, observation number two here, uh, Washington also noted that the world has changed. And so at, this is a men's conference at a church. And so here's his question was, what is our role as a man? And that's what he posed to the people there in attendance. He said, the John Wayne formula is not quite a fit right now, he, he explained, but strength, leadership, power, authority, guidance, patience are God's gift to us as men. We have to cherish that, not abuse it. He said, 
The Bible says that in the last days, we'll become lovers of ourselves. The number one photograph now is a selfie. We all want to lead, so we're, we're willing to do anything, ladies and young men, to be influential. Fame is a monster, and we, have, we all have these ladders and battles, roads that we have to walk in our given lives. Be you famous or whoever out there is listening, we all have our individual challenges. So number three, why does it matter? Well, look, it's just it's great to see someone with influence not shy away from speaking about their faith and kind of leaning into it even and going deeper. So, uh, you know, you just don't see that a lot these days. So good for Denzel Washington. I mean, he's one of the bigger stars on the planet. So the fact that he's open about his faith and, you know, where he thinks God's leading him, I think uh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, and who who doesn't love a Denzel Washington story? I don't know anybody who doesn't love uh, yeah. love Denzel Washington, and it is really cool to see him so outspoken and comfortable talking about his faith. Uh, and one of our colleagues over at CBN, uh, Ephraim Graham, he's I've talked to him a little bit about uh, Denzel Washington because he he's had the opportunity to interview him a couple times, and he said he's the real deal. I've been to his church that he goes to on Sunday morning and sat next to him. He goes every single Sunday. Uh, the pastor knows him. He's really involved in his community. Uh, so it's just it's really cool not only to to hear him speaking out, but to hear him consistently speaking out, uh, and then to know that about him and you know in his his home church and community that he's 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 the real deal and is authentic. Yeah, uh, and he's speaking out about things that this in this day and age can get you in trouble, but it it really mm. shouldn't be controversial, uh, and it's important for him to to stand up uh, for. You know, this is what it means to be a man. This is what it means to, to be a godly person. Uh, you know, and he, he seeks God first. You know, he, he finds his answers on his knees in prayer. And God just told him, you know, like scripture says, to feed my sheep. And it seems like that's what he's using his platform yeah, to do. Totally. And I'll, I'll say two things real quick, Trey, before your last story here. But number one, yeah. obviously all of the Denzel quotes would be better if there was actual audio of this event. And you could, <laughs> or or there was a filter where I could put it in a Denzel Washington I mean, you know, it's kind of like Morgan Freeman, right? There's just some voices that are just so, you know, when he's on his game and saying something, it's just so perfect. Um, So apologies there. Obviously, I fall short of the Denzel Washington standard. Um, But (laughs) but to your point about you can get in trouble with some of the things that he's saying. I mean, you think about what he just said there. God's gift to us as men. Now, of course, he's talking about the biblical roles that, um, you know, men have and women have and and he, and he singles out some things, strength, leadership, power, authority, guidance, and patience. And and I think he's right. I mean, those are things that, generally speaking, of course, there's always going to be some variations of that. But generally speaking, right. you know, men have those desires innate in them to lead, to provide. Um, and, and so it's how we use that. And, and not and so we shouldn't be denying those gifts. And um, we should just be properly looking to how God wants us to use them. So... Uh, good for him for pointing that out because he'll probably be try, they'll try to probably try to cancel. I don't think you can cancel Denzel. He may be cancel proof. I don't know, but um, yeah, he you know I'm sure if somebody catches wind of this comment that they'll try. I'm sure they'll try to cancel him. But good for him for speaking out. So yeah, for sure. I think Denzel is probably cancel proof. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got enough money now. So I mean, who cares? Like right, he's just gonna yeah. be like, okay, go ahead. I'm I'm good. <laughs> right. All right, story number four. Uh, So in a Facebook post this week, the Oregon Health Authority announced that it is now, almost two years into the pandemic, finally safe for couples to kiss when they're out on dates. They've been waiting all this time. (laughs) I know. Big news, big news. Uh, So... (laughs) 
Here are three things you need to know. We'll start with the details. So the state agency wrote Wednesday that if you're both vaccinated and taking COVID-19 precautions, intimacy is likely to be safe now. Uh, The health authority went on to state that across Oregon, college students are returning to campuses and finding that dating and relationships are different than before the COVID-19 pandemic. Sometimes navigating the world of dating, relationships, and sex can be confusing and awkward. But with COVID-19, there are additional concerns and health risks. Consider communicating your level of comfort and expectations. Uh, And, you know, I'll pause here, Dan, to say that as Christians, we have a good solution to this. Uh, generally, uh, you know, I'd say safe sex for when God designed it yeah. in, in marriage. It's easy. And then you don't have to worry about getting tested for COVID whenever you're going to have sex <laughs> right. and, and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I just imagine that that probably kills the mood. Uh, <laughs> But we don't have to talk about that. We don't, we, we don't need to get, get into details there. So um, number two here. Like this is certainly a shift from the previous messaging of the Oregon Health Authority. Earlier on, uh, the agency said to avoid kissing anyone who is not part of your small circle of close contacts. Uh, and if you remember, a Harvard study suggested very bizarrely uh, that people should probably wear masks uh, when they're having sex. So we don't need to go into explaining why that's bizarre or why that doesn't make really any sense at all. Uh, so, but number three, why does it matter? Look, I, I just thought this was a funny story, to be honest with you. Uh, but it is weird uh, that we're now accustomed, Dan, to looking to the government to give us answers on how best to conduct ourselves all the way down to like what we're doing on Friday night when we go out for a date. It's just, it's just weird. <laughs> it is very weird. I mean, <laughs> it's like the stereotypical joke about government being so intrusive in our lives. And it's like, it, it seems like it'd be something that would be almost like a joke. If you like a Babylon B yeah. article, but these these things just keep happening that are that are just it's like the real world is trying to out Babylon B the B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, the Onion and the Babylon B have have essentially become like foretellers of um, of yes. what's to come. Isn't the Simpsons like? Isn't that one of their claims to fame? Like they've predicted so many things <laughs> yeah. over the years, and yes. the show is literally just supposed to be a parody of culture right yes and and then it turns out to be more accurate than we care to admit <laughs> and so uh unfortunately now satire sites are are having the same results truth is stranger yeah. than fiction so all for right sure. that is all the time we have for this episode be sure again to subscribe on itunes to the four and three podcast and um as always head on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a christian perspective. We shall be back here Monday with more. God bless. Have a great weekend.